Blue Lagoon. Yeah, the Blue Lagoon. The pornographic adolescent fantasy. That's weird, and they're kids too. That's what. Yeah. That's how kids. Yeah. Really that's what happens weird. with kids. Aren't they really? Aren't they brother and sister? No, they're not brother and sister. I didn't no. know that. Yeah, but if <laughs> because they, they have sex. <laughs> I like, I think they might no, be. they're not. They're not I brother and sister. I thought they were. Yeah, but that, like. I thought that's what was weird about it. I, I've heard that there's like these videos where it's like uh, you can find it online where it's like there's a stepsister or a stepbrother involved and they have sex. I, I gotta um, say, Jake, I think what they do is maybe it's that just kind take, of situation. Jake, I think in a lot of those cases, they just take vids like regular vids and they put the title stepsister on there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like it's not like they went and they uh, they got they got real stepbrothers and stepsisters. They. <laughs> They just took existing content. Oh, good. That's that's a yeah. relief because yeah. um, yeah. when I heard about these, I was concerned that like Ooh, I don't even know like, what we're people, talking about. Gonna, you know, I, I got a caught. real I got a real take about that, which is people say, um, you know, what's causing all this? Why is all pornography about stepbrothers and stepsisters? What's that about? What's going on in, the, in our world? Like, why are we some? What I've heard is it's because a greater percentage of the of the consumers are women, and these are women who are like millennial uh, women who had hot stepbrothers. Like growing up, like the, so, the problem is that there were a lot of hot stepbrothers growing up, and now their step their stepsisters are old enough that they are, and and now it's like they're a growing market segment, so they have to be appealed to, and oh so now they're cha- going and changing all the the SEO terms to include stepbrothers or stepsisters. By the way, I thought it was because there was like. <laughs> Porn has already covered every, uh, transgressing everything, so now they're like, yeah, inching towards like with the last frontier, which yeah, would be yeah, yeah, within the family, yeah. Incest. A- another thing is, yeah, have Incest you seen the movie Stepsisters? I can't even say it; it was so yeah, like buried in my mind. Taboo. I, speaking yeah. of taboo, yeah. I saw porn when I was like probably the first porn I ever saw. I was a freshman in high school, and an older boy showed it to me. It didn't go the way he thought it was going to, uh, but he showed me, and it was called Taboo oh, wow. Two, maybe. With all brothers and sisters. So when you say it didn't go the way you thought it was going to, it was like the pizza guy showed up and just delivered the pizza and then t- and then took it off. Or... <laughs> I mean, you would think like he had. Like... I think he had plans for showing a young person porn that yeah. didn't go the way he thought it was yeah. going to. Instead, I was just super uncomfortable and left. <laughs> yeah, because oh, it's man. like there were there were taboos being shattered too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, let's start the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Hello, welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items, and we tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamnthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. So we've known each other most of our lives. Uh, once while having a nightcap back at your place. If I recall correctly, we just left a stuffy event at the country club. That's right. Anyway, I was perusing through the uncashed large sum checks and past due jury summons strewn about your den and found amongst them a document containing a ranked list of everything. You memorized the list, of course. Then you started telling me about your favorite activities. Like skinny skiing. While we did shots of tequila. Or bullfights on LSD. And eventually we got so wasted that we blacked out and forgot the contents of the list. So we can now only access the list little bits at a time through an extremely scientific process called shooting the shit. That's how, with the help of our friends and listeners, we reassemble the list of every damn thing. Which is now at 172 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and Transphobia at the bottom. Sriracha, the sauce, and Brief are in the middle of the list. Now, when I say Brief, I'm talking about uh, as a measurement of time. I I don't mean the underwear or uh, what else would Brief be. I guess that's a you know like a file a file oh, file yeah yeah okay so um, so if now, you want to look at the complete we have a list guest today. Uh, uh, yeah we do I want to let the listener know before we introduce our guest yeah, yeah. this is very important um, that if they want to see the complete list they can go to everydamnthing.net uh, and there should be a link for that in the show notes 
We're joined today uh, by our friend Shallon, a uh, friend of the pod, a uh, long-time listener, I, prob- I assume. Yeah, of course. Shallon, is your mic working? Yes. Okay. I, I can speak now. You can speak now, yeah. Shallon, I have a question for you really quick before we get into things, yes. before we get to the first topic. Yes. Uh, welcome. Um, that's not a question. It's a statement. Thank you. Um, and last time I talked to you, last time I saw you in person, um, you were maybe about to embark upon a Marvel Cinematic Universe marathon where you're going to watch them, or maybe you're in the middle of it, watch them in order. I was going to watch them in chronological order, so it's not by release date. Right. Chronological. Oh, I so you not... watched the yes. Captain America yes, first? Yes. Yeah, Captain America would be first. I haven't started yet. Well, she uh, watches all almost all of the Captain America, and then but she stops before the end scene, and then watches um, everything up until right before Avengers, and then watches the last scene of Captain America, which is no, where you see no, him in present day time. No, as we went over when uh, we saw each other, it's not going to be that complicated. Oh, that would be difficult. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to mess with that. I think it's kind of uneven. Yeah, they would be really messed up once you get to the time traveling part yes. of of uh, end game. Yeah. Well, you have to chop that whole movie up into different. Yeah, can I say real yeah. quick? It was it was a pleasure to see you guys do the intro live. I had no idea you did it live, but I also liked obviously the references to what we're. Oh, that's talk about it's weird too. because to me, it, I, it's not the first person to say that, and to me, I would assume that everybody, because of how poorly we delivered, everybody <laughs> understands that it was written last minute and like without us ever rehearsing yeah. it. And that sometimes Phil is reading it for the first time. But yeah. anyways. Um, and also I put emphasis so, on random words in, in each sentence just to see how it will turn out. Yeah. It makes Dick mad. <laughs> yeah. So, Shellen, did you not get to that, uh, that task yet of watching the um, MCU? I have not yet. I've been the <laughs> MCU. Okay. Um, I've been. Uh, That's good it's because. It's a little intimidating we... to start. And I, I thought that I would want to watch movies during the day, but I don't. And um, my uh, my roommate oh, doesn't yeah. really like the Marvel movies, so I don't watch them at night as well. Uh, but... So. I was there. worried that you had watched the whole thing. And then because Phil and I just last week uh, went and watched uh, Black Widow. Um, I haven't seen it yet. If you had already watched it, you'd have to go back to the beginning because that happens in the middle. Oh. Or like it happens yeah, somewhere in the middle and you'd have to redo the whole thing again. That's like, it's, that's a, um, sorry, spoiler alert. It's, it's not a surprise in the movie, okay. but that happens um, after second Captain America movie. Or the third one. So, it happens after Civil okay. War. Before the, right. the, the, the third oh, Avengers good, movie. So. Good to Anyways, know. Phil and I went to... Um, the movies, the, they're back. I still haven't seen it, so please don't. We saw don't. it in person at the movie theater. Yeah. Spoiler alert, the movies, the movies, they're so, back. Uh, Jacob, peanut <laughs> M&M's, he let me have some. It was great. All right, here's cool. what's up. Yeah. We heard that you want had a particular thing that you wanted to rank with us on the list today. That's not true. But... Well, I wanted to rank something we're not ranking today. <laughs> I forced this on you. We are ranking a movie I'm pretty excited about, but also find it very funny. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned, my roommate before, really, it's RJ, you guys might know. Um, oh, yeah. Who yeah. I'm married to. And this is one of his favorite movies. And so it's kind of funny that I'm talking about it because he... Do you he really watch it frequently? Um, I do watch it semi-frequently. I mean, I definitely watched it again just to make sure yeah. I was kind of up on everything yeah. and... It's awesome. Did we say Caddyshack? I don't know if we, we said Caddyshack. Oh, okay. Sorry, I That's the name of the movie. And it was submitted by our listener, uh, Shy. <gasps> oh, cool. Yeah. So, so um, Caddyshack, what year was it made? 1980. It was directed by Harold Ramis. I guess you would say there's a there's like four stars in it, which is uh, yeah. Rodney Dangerfield, Ted Knight, Chevy Chase, and Bill Murray. Even though from like the writing standpoint, it's like the... From if you were to read the screenplay, it would seem like the kid was probably the main character. You know, like if you're right, like, yeah, it, yeah. But I don't even Michael know the actor that plays is that actor. Yeah, Michael okay. Keaton. Michael Danny. Danny yeah. Noonan. Yeah, it's, it's written by Harold Ramis, Brian Doyle Murray, 
who's also in the movie, and Douglas Kenny. And Doug Kenny, this was his last film before before he killed himself. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. and R. Doug R. Kenny shows right. up. He's one of the he's one of the guys who's drinking with Rodney Dangerfield and laughing at his jokes. He's the Bushwood yeah. member, right? He and one other guy. There's a cohort in yeah. in the club at Bushwood that like seems to really like Rodney Dangerfield. Actually, by the end of it, it's pretty much everybody does. Everybody except yeah. for uh, uh, Ted Knight's character, Judge Smales. Yeah. yeah. If you had to say in broad terms what the movie was about, what is what would you say it's about? Caddy. I could say in three words. Do, do, can you guess what the words are? You want me to guess? Either one of you. Okay, the first person who thinks they know it, say their name. My name is Phil. So, hey, can you put it in the form of a question? Is it about the conflict between slobs and snobs? So slobs versus slobs. Slobs versus snobs yeah. is the answer, yeah. yeah. I, I think that that's like, it's pretty, I mean, that's kind of what Animal House is about also. Um, and it's what, yeah. in a way, like maybe Stripes is about too, right? There's like a, that's a common theme going. It's also kind of like what the Marsh Brothers are about, although I'm not sure if they're slobs or not. I mean, it's like a, that's a common theme. I think, I would but say, I would say it's snobs. about, it's about some other stuff too, because it also has to do, it's about like white ethnic identity versus wasp, meaning like there are these Catholics, yep. there are these like, mm-hmm. there's like white ethnics. So for example, Rodney Dangerfield plays right. a rich guy who's like, I believe he's, he's Polish or he's like Hungarian or, you know, he's Polish. Yeah. He's yeah. not wasp and he's in this waspy country club. And he has uh, a friend with him named Wang, who is uh, who, like, you know, I mean, he said, there's, there's other people who are coming into this waspy environment, right? And then the right. caddies often are, they're Irish Catholic, right? Or they're, you know, almost all the caddies are Catholic in some way. And I think, are, I mean, Polish, Polish people are usually Catholic too, right? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Polish people are Catholic usually. There's even the joke that Rodney says in it to his friend Wang, where he says, um, uh, hey, Wang, I think this club's restricted. Don't tell him you're Jewish. The, and the, the oh, joke yeah, part yeah. is that... Um, yeah, Wang's probably not Jewish. But that's pretty standard for country clubs. The movie's not a period piece, but it kind of could have been, it felt like, in some parts. Like, it's said in 1980, there's journey music and whatnot, but you could have had kind of the same story and have it take place a generation earlier. You know, like when uh, Doug Kenny was growing up, maybe it's about his own childhood. Like, my grandfather was... Uh, um, was I remember he, he would talk about there were certain golf courses in New York where he was the first Jewish guy to play on these courses. Right. So yeah. I kind of think, Oh, he must've been like a Rodney type figure. Cause he was loud and, and kind of flashy. So when I see Rodney, it's hard for me not to think of my own grandfather. Right. And to think of him that way. And, and also like, although we want to turn Rodney into like a teddy bear character, he was probably like a difficult guy. Cause he's super high on Coke all the time. My grandfather also was probably difficult, you know. In defense of Rodney, I would say that uh, all interviews that I've heard where people who speak about him that knew him seem to have great things to say about him. I No, I'm not uh, saying he's a, he's a bad dude. I'm just saying difficult. You know what I mean? Like you could imagine it being, oh, right. imagine trying to like. A, a handful. I don't know. It just seems like he's a, he's a, he could be a headache to like deal with. Like there's a whole world on the internet of like thing, people talking about Caddyshack. There's oral histories that then every little fact mm-hmm. gets like put onto its own page so if you google something you'll find all these things but people talking about him like he okay he shows up like to on the set of this movie and he says he just does a big giant line of coke and then says hey when do we eat <laughs> like that's how it, <laughs> and, and they said he didn't have a concept of acting like they just put the camera on him yeah. and he did his act and he didn't understand that like he's supposed to be playing another guy he's not just rodney telling jokes which is basically what he does. He doesn't really have chemistry with anybody. It works. I, don't get me wrong. I, I like. I like it. He's electric. I can't look away from him. But uh, yeah. it's it, it's a different kind of talent. You know, he's not doing method acting here. I, I don't have a lot of like um, knowledge about the like behind the scenes stuff, but I huh? did read about Roddy Dangerfield because this was his first movie after besides doing stand up, right? And yeah, he came yeah. on yeah. and he was doing that. And I can't remember who he was talking to, but he told one of the actors he was bombing because uh, nobody was laughing. 
at what he was saying. Yeah. And they're like, no, that's not how this works. And, it, and so like, that's what I heard about it. Um, which I love. Cause I, yeah. I can't, his character is so funny. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Jake, didn't you, when I first, cause I saw this movie, like I first saw this as an adult, like I was in my mid twenties, okay. I think. Right. And I feel like we yeah. traveled together right after that. And yeah. I couldn't stop talking about it. And, uh, told you how when I first saw the um, did someone step on a duck scene I RJ had to yeah. rewind it like 10 times I was crying I was laughing so hard <laughs> and, it, and then it so goes it's right the scene where, where yeah. Rodney's character farts yeah which um, that's the reason hilarious. that um, I mean this topic was uh, towards the top of the queue anyways for submissions but that's a, the reason I thought we should do this is because I have a I have an image in my head of you making <laughs> doing an impression of Rodney Dangerfield farting <laughs> Like, or like his character, like the, the, the face that he makes. He has some incredible facial expressions in this yeah. movie. Like, oh, you know, yeah. Right just, after that, he yeah. has my favorite. Like yeah. when he gets the band going, like he does the someone stuck oh, yeah. on and a he duck. Dancing. And then like a minute later, he gets the band going and he goes like, sorry, I know The look can't. on his face when it's he turns so on the good. journey on his... On his, oh, yeah. on his a golf bag, yeah. like the look on his face when he's dancing, you're like, this guy is really what's up. Oh yeah, like it's yeah, it's just like so he has impressive. an incredible face. He's just, uh, you know, what's weird is like you look at a picture of him when he was young. He wasn't a bad looking guy. Like he he used to be a magician, and then he was like a I want to say or he's like a young comedian, and then he like mm-hmm. got broken by life and moved back to Long Island uh-huh. and was like he was selling aluminum siding or he was doing some other job until his forties, and then he's like, you know what, I got to try to do this again. So cool. Well, yeah, yeah. Like he, he was essentially eyes. a failed just, stand-up. Yeah, it's just expressive. Like, you know, imagine yeah. buying aluminum siding from like. <laughs> it's like that's like a thing you could have done in like the early 1960s, maybe, or I don't know, whenever it was when he wasn't when he wasn't doing stand-up and had given up on it. And it, just the, if he could come over to your house and he's trying to sell you this shit. I could picture him like making all the hand motions and pulling at his neck while he's trying to sell you something. <laughs> just looking hella nervous. And he's not he's not closing any sales. No. <laughs> I wonder like how many people there are like that that you know they miss their calling. Like you know it just happened for him. There's a lot of people it doesn't happen for, and they're like the funniest dude ever or woman ever, you know. And, but they're like you know they're working at a car wash or something like that. And then you never we don't all get to see him, but we're lucky as a culture we get to see Rodney. Uh huh. We live in fortunate times. Yes. <laughs> so, Shelley, you said you've seen this movie a lot of times since then. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. This is probably one of the movies that I've seen the most. I bet you it's in the, the top, um, definitely in the top 10 uh, movies I've seen. And if you, for comedies, like it's, mm-hmm. it might be the, the top one uh, of movies of how many times I've seen it in my life. Um, yeah. So I used I'm, to make sure. To... I'm harsh on, on comedies though. Like I yes, always say, oh, this true. one doesn't hold up. It's not funny nowadays. But I watched mm-hmm. this one last night and, and I liked it. I laughed out loud a number yeah. of times, which I don't. I don't usually do for a comedy, even one that's a few years old. And this one's 40 years old. Yeah. And I was, and I was like, I wasn't like chuckling drolly or thinking about how smart I am for getting this joke. It's just like <laughs> Rodney has a funny look on his face. There is a lot of boring stuff in the movie and a lot of filler and a lot of jokes, yeah. which yeah. maybe were funny at the time, but aren't now. Or, yeah. But like, like basically I was looking at my phone when Bill Murray was around. Like it's not, that stuff's not really funny to me. And also Chevy Chase Chevy Chase looks real weird. His face looks like, you know, those Mad Magazine parodies they do uh-huh. that I don't know the artist, yeah. but they look uh, of a movie and they would draw yeah. faces that look like Chevy Chase. And I was like, I couldn't tell, like, is Chevy Chase handsome or is he not handsome? I know he was supposed to be the handsome guy, right? Yes. 
I think yeah, he, yeah. I think he, if you like put yourself back in that time as a, as a person interested in him, I think yeah. you find him handsome, but it's really hard for me to think of Chevy Chase as handsome because I don't think he stayed handsome. I don't, yeah. I don't think he's like yeah. not, I don't think he's especially not handsome. I don't like, I, I don't like saying that about anybody, but like, yeah, yeah, he's just it. not like, oh, that guy's hot. But yeah, but, but at the time, I think people were blown away by him. They were like, "This guy is hot. This guy is like the." He's like, well, he's not only not only handsome, like he's also, but but he's also Sorry. very charming, and like, and this character is it plays up to that. Yeah, yeah. as well. well also, I, I guess I think that's it. He exists in a world where the other dudes are like John Belushi, uh, Dan Aykroyd. Right, like he's right, the handsome yeah. one of of that crew of men. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Although Bill Murray I, I in certain movies, Bill Murray looks good in this. I thought. I can't believe you didn't think he's funny. He's 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 RJ's favorite part. Dude, the stuff oh, he yeah. says to under me, his just, like... breath is ridiculous. I mean, it's gross. <laughs> like some of it's gross, yeah. but it's it's ridiculous. It's funny. Yeah, to me, I just I like Rodney, and I really like Ted Knight, who is like it's hard. Ted being Knight a, is amazing. Like, like mm-hmm. yeah, I've mm-hmm. been watching these mm-hmm. um these Marx Brothers movies with my kid, and uh, Marx yeah. Brothers movies, mm-hmm. there's like uh they need to have this woman Margaret Dumont, and it's like she's the woman who's like shocked at their antics, you know, like her monocle falls out of her eye or whatever, because mm-hmm. she can't believe these guys are being so ridiculous and. Ted Knight is that character here, and he's <laughs> and his character at Judge Smell is so awful, and he's like so yeah. he has every negative quality and yes. no no good yeah. quality, right? You know, he's just like this. He's just even like when this he's monster. being nice, even when he's being friendly, it's he's yeah. fucking terrible. Like he's so smarmy <laughs> and and like yeah. condescending, and it's like his like his role in it is in fact because it was probably a little bit more difficult for him. He was less playing himself, I assume, than Rodney was. Um, although I did hear that like he kind of when cameras weren't rolling he was still sort of like the opposite of rodney in terms of he was trying to be serious all the time and the whole rest of the crew was like partying Uh, yeah i i think that his performance is as good as rodney's if not better even um but it doesn't get as many laughs yeah because it's like uh he's He's the heel and he yeah yeah you gotta have that role in it i mean if it's not him the only other real heel in the movie is denuncio who yeah. is kind of like the rival to Danny Noonan. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. like, his main thing is he just he just wants to fight with Noonan all the time. Although he kind of likes him at the end and he wants him to win. Also, he wants yeah. to watch him have sex. He's like trying to look in he's at the, the window at him. He's the only guy. I love that he's that's not, by that's himself. That's not Denuncio. <laughs> oh, that's not Denuncio? That's no, a different it is. Guy? I don't think that's Denuncio. I think that's Denuncio's little brother doing that. Trying to jump up in the window and watch him have, watch no, Danny no, have it's sex. it's Denuncio. It's yeah, him. It's him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I missed that. He's it, probably more than watching him have sex. He's probably it's that's like classic cock blocking technique to do that kind of stuff to um distract the guy or to throw the person off. I don't know these standard tactics, man. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> not literally. I mean, that's throwing the person off is a is a different uh, technique. But, oh yeah, um, boner killer. Oh, what I'd that, like yeah. to do is go over the slobs versus snobs theme a little bit more. Okay, so I, um, I've because heard there's a read, lot in man. it. There's I've, a lot of class stuff. There's a lot of race stuff in it. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, Phil. So there's something that people have been. It's something like a take that that you'll hear now and again. They'll say, "Oh, Caddyshack and and that kind of it's like rise in the culture, is kind of why we have uh, Trump as president, for example, or why we have whatever this thing that we don't like is." And I kind of think right. that's that's like misguided. I don't think it's I don't think that's right because if you look like the parallel to Trump isn't Rodney Dangerfield. Although I understand Trump, you know Trump's family. I don't like to talk about Trump too much. You know we don't. There's not like uh, that kind of podcast. But the parallel isn't I mean, Rodney not, Dangerfield. They, they, are, the they are on the list somewhere. They will get ranked eventually. Sure, I guess. Yeah, but the parallel is to Trump would obviously be, be Smalls or Judge yes. Smales. It wouldn't yes. be um, Judge Smales. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be yeah. Rodney. He's the guy who is like Dude, even pretend- even better. 
Spalding. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe Spalding yes. is actually a yes. better example. May, maybe Rodney yeah. would be like Trump's dad, and even uh, Trump's dad, because Trump's dad also grew up rich and had it. You know, like okay. it's Trump's grandfather so, yeah, was the guy I who think, made the money. And maybe we can't yeah, make yeah. an exact correlation here. But yeah, there isn't one, and it's like <laughs> I don't think we can. No. And it's like the thing about Rodney is like he's bringing, he's building housing in, in right. an area where they don't want it, right? right. But like yep, yep. he's trying to, and he's like an example of them being too loose with rules, and he has no sense of decorum, and that's that's like why. Small is so upset, but Smalls is like committing crimes, lying. He has like every, well, he's not lustful, but he has like every, every negative yeah. impulse you could have. And it's like, yeah. I feel like that's, yeah. that's the parallel is like someone who hides behind he's, privilege and, be, and behind mm-hmm. class. Yep. yep. Um, like, yeah, to, like, to, like, like Trump like, really co- wants to get into the country club. He cares a lot about what those people think. Yeah. And Rodney's character doesn't care. Like he literally says, this place sucks. The only reason I'm here is because I'm thinking about buying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That first scene with um, smells in the little club room or whatever—that's where he kind of he kind of exhibits all those qualities at once, like yeah. you yeah. know, and right away, um, yeah. Somebody's in my parking space. Come clean my shoes. Um, <laughs> like he says, like all this uh, talking to um, the two guys who end up being Ronnie Dangerfield's in to the club, like you know, basically shaming them for being there and playing cards. Like he does it all at once, and oh. so you're just oh, like, and then he oh, tells a asshole. joke. He's like. He's yeah. telling racist jokes. Yeah, he says like racist yeah. joke. Yeah, it's like everything happens in the first like two minutes, so you can just like it's a real quick character establishment of like. Oh, I didn't put it in. together that those okay. guys playing cards are Rodney guys or Rodney's yeah. guys. I didn't put together that they're his friends. That's interesting, man. the The world that is built by this movie is awesome. Like by the end of the movie, there's like a dozen well-developed characters that you know like exactly what's up with them they have like a story somehow they you know, would manage to get a story in with all these characters and also these like tertiary characters or secondary characters like the one black dude who works there like these guys yeah. that you're talking about these friends of but like i would have liked to know more about wang or maybe more about like you know the guy who runs the caddyshack the the Luke. adult oh yeah yeah, Luke. yeah. Uh, that's right that's yeah. the guy who one of the guys who wrote it is that what you said brian doyle murray you said it that's yeah. Brian Dorm Murray, the guy who wrote it. Well, he's one of them. And then Doug Kenny is the guy. Yeah. He's just yeah. one of these other dinner guests. And he's he's just the dude with glasses on. And he's a guy who is like, he wrote Animal House. Yeah. He'd run like Harvard Lampoon, National Lampoon. And um, there's a movie about him called, uh, I can't remember the name, but there's a movie yeah. that came out about the guy. I but he it. killed himself in Hawaii, like maybe while Caddyshack had just come out. And yeah. he had like massive problems with drugs and whatnot. And, you know, he had yeah. a lot of turmoil in his life. I didn't know a lot about him, but I did see the documentary. And that's when I kind of learned all oh, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But it just, um, Jake mentioned earlier, the guy who plays Lou. I saw, like last night, I was yeah. looking at the cast, trying to tie some stuff together. And that he's that he's one of the writers too. And I didn't know that. But that guy's been in so many movies. And he's Bill Murray's brother. He is? Yeah. He writes a lot of stuff though, Brian Bill Murray. Like, okay. he, yeah. he, like his name comes up a lot. All right. Yeah. Um, his character is interesting because he's one of the many characters that is like a, a connection between the slobs and the snobs. Like yeah. he's on the slob side, but he's like the foreman, you know, he's kind of like the guy that it gives access from the slobs to the snobs, if that makes sense. He, he has to coach, yeah, like she has to walk between the worlds. He's a daywalker like Blade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he's, he's the one who first like introduces the idea of there being the scholarship, which is the ultimate ticket, like to change right. from one class to the other. And, and then he's kind sort of, of that's the, kind of what Lacey Underall represents, right? That she's like not just her. There's a few characters like that. I think Ty Cobb um, or Ty Webb rather is, yeah, yeah. is also kind of like that. Lacey Underall is for sure. Like she's she moves between the classes, and also like she literally has sex with a member of the I guess you'd call them the snobs, like a member of the, of the upper class and a member of the slobs. The so she's a daywalker like, too. I feel like there's far more slobs than snobs, but there's some that you would consider snobs, but they're really more on the slob side. 
think everyone True, like Ty Webb it. is somebody who like grew up. I mean, he's essentially like a, a rich playboy. He was born into class. He, yeah. you know, he owns two lumber yards, he says. Um, uh, but he like sides, he seems to side at least um, with the slobs, yes. um, uh, with the people that are like below his class. And he gets, um, <laughs> Judge Smells tries to punish him for that. Um, you know, yeah, he also like is a draft dodger. I think that maybe that's who Trump thinks that he is, is, is more of that person. So, Ty um, Webb also, Phil, this is like another theme that, that you've talked about a, a lot with movies that this movie has is there's a lot of new age stuff, especially coming from Ty Webb. He talks about a force in the oh, universe yeah. that binds everything together. Yeah, that it kind of ties it into the last movie we talked about, which was E.T., which also has new age bullshit in it, which I don't. I, I don't mind it. It's fine. Like, I like it. When I say new age bullshit, it makes it sound like I'm disparaging. I'm not. It's like, you know, Star Wars, all that stuff. That's what people wanted in 1980, late 80s, 70s, early 80s. If it didn't yeah. have new age bullshit in it, they said, take it back. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. the thing I was thinking of is, the, okay, the movie's original cut was like four hours long. And they looked at what they right. had when they had filmed this four-hour movie, which is mostly about Danny and Denunzio and uh, uh, Maggie, you yeah. know, and, and she's pregnant. And, you know, this whole story... And they realize that like the movie's not really that good, but what what they have with these four side characters, these are, this is something special. Like we got we got to cut yeah. around these guys, so they recut it and maybe filmed a couple more scenes with those characters in it. Yeah. You know, like the yeah. when Bill Murray's caddying for the the Reverend in the Lightning Storm, right? Or when Chevy you know, Chase uh, plays through uh, Bill Murray's house, right? Right? Like, I right. know that that was filmed like at the end because they realized they didn't have a crossover scene or something. Yeah, they, they weren't even yeah. in a scene together. Yeah. And, they wrote and that so, like the night before, and it's a lot of it's improv, I think. Oh, really? It's just, so um, it's also like another movie we have on our list is Star Wars, and it was also kind of saved in, in the edit room. I, you know, it's interesting that you say that because the way I look at the movie, and I don't know if it's because they chose to cut out a lot of stuff, is the whole like main story isn't very interesting to me. Like the Danny oh, no. Noonan, but it's maybe because there's not a lot of development there. Yeah, maybe there was more <laughs> but, to it, and it would have been more of a coming age story, think- but... Yeah, yeah. But like, it just, I guess they filmed it and they were like, you know, it's actually not as interesting as having another scene with Rodney Dangerfield in it, right. which like, to it's me, hard to argue that with that. story yeah. is really interesting, but as a backdrop telling you this world. Yeah, and it's like, like the, the skeleton. Th- without that, it would just be a, a series of, of scenes put together that don't really have a connection. But like the, the, the big theme of, of this movie about class is mainly held together by those characters is mainly drawn through those characters because all the other characters that we talk about, the ones that really stand out with the exception of, of Bill Murray's character, who's like the ultimate slob. Um, and also like, he's doing like the most, you know, demeaning labor, but um, otherwise these guys are all snobs. Um, and so there wouldn't be a heart in the movie if it wasn't for all these characters. And I think that all these other characters, the ones that we're saying are boring, the ones that don't stand out to us. Um, and then I don't think the movie would be what it is um, if it wasn't for them. Well, another movie that has a similar thing that we recently ranked is uh, Flashdance. It's, that also has sort of a class. And it's from around the same time. I think it's like a year or two later. It also uh-huh. has a serious uh, sort of class dimension. And it also has, at the very beginning, is the credit scene where the, the main character is riding on a 10-speed to get to work. Uh, in this case, he's riding through um, uh, from his like big-ass house that has like 12 kids in it to uh, is that even through a big fancy house? houses. It's, I, it's a pretty big house. Actually... It seemed big to I me. I mean, it's multiple but stories. It's got a staircase in it. But is he living in the whole house? Because doesn't it seem like they go, they have a small kitchen. They have a few rooms <laughs> that they go to. There's like eight kids come out of each room. I When I watched it, cause yeah. I mean, I mean, I've watched it a bunch, but I don't really pay attention to the beginning that much. You know, you start to like hone in when your favorite yeah, scenes yeah. start. And um, and last night, that's like how I noticed that it was just um, 
denuncio or whatever his name was you know trying to see them have sex like i noticed that last night it's right. not something okay. i really like before well, okay. i thought it was like a bunch yeah. of them and then last night i was like oh shit it's just one guy but um, you got a, finally got a big tv is why that's right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um it's a big tv um but the, them at the very beginning i was like what is the story here like there's so many kids in that house and one nephew or yeah. something like what one the, nephew, and they never yeah. go into anything else but if you, i think it's just the gag yeah. that they're catholic and and they have a lot of kids and okay. it's like that's an irish family and it's like it's just for that yeah. one bit and i wonder if there's more scenes that took place in that house well if you like, read the, the credits maybe. um a bunch of the caddies are related it looks like either they're Danny's, sense. Totally Danny's sense, family yeah. and then the Denuncio, because it's not just him and the little brother. Yeah. It's also the girl. Yeah, the girl that takes her hat yeah, off. Oh, her hat off. Like she's actually, supposed yeah. to be their sister, at least in, the, of, in the credits. Yeah. I'd like to read the screenplay or like, you know, watch the original cut. Yeah. I want to know. I mean, it, it, like it's, it's interesting to me, like how what it was about. Like Flashdance, I'd like to see this movie turned into a TV series. Again, because like the the world is so interesting, and all, there's so many interesting characters that you kind of want to know everything about, like or a lot would about you want all, a you know, many piece of them. Or you want it set in, in modern times. Either would be fine, but if it was set in 1980, that would be great. Yeah, I'd want a period. That's where piece. my vote goes. Uh, there's a name that Chevy Chase mentions in this movie, and uh, it's like one of these names that sticks in my head at all times. Uh, the name is Mitch Cumstein. Yes, and it's, yeah. it's Chevy Chase's roommate. He's yes. like, yeah, that guy was my roommate, Mitch Cumstein, and yeah. he tells the it's whole one story of those names about him. That went, yeah, once you hear that name, you can't forget it. And so I put that, like, that's a big deal for me if there's a name that I don't forget. And the other two ones are, um, you ever saw, you saw Pacific Rim, right? No, I didn't. When Pacific Rim, Idris Elba's character is called Stacker Pentecost. Uh -huh. And it's like, it's just like the weirdest name ever. And you can't forget that name. And if you ever saw Mystery Men, there's a villain and he's called Casanova Frankenstein. And that's like. I, like the, it blows my mind that there's a, a okay. movie with that character. All the reasons that you're remembering this name are not the reason I it stuck out to me. It just sounds like cum stain, and I'm got that. Oh yeah, I mean that too. Yeah. That's why I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, Chevy uh, Chase's delivery of that line is like proof of his comedic talents, of his comedic chops, because like his stuff is subtle, but like that line in particular, I was like, that's great. Like he delivers that. So I mean, I, and I know the joke's coming, and I still like it. Still makes me laugh, and it is for a large part because of his delivery i mean he's great whether whether or not we think he's super handsome he's he is really good i think but, bill murray yeah. is super handsome in this movie though oddly like maybe that's the kind of dude that i think is handsome guys working with their hands you know i want to talk about the the caddy's day at the pool i think oh, this is like this scene is like a total microcosm of of the bigger theme again like the class theme it says on the sign caddy's day at the pool from one o'clock to one fifteen p.m yes. <laughs> and like when it happens like there's a, there's a nice uh, country club pool and suddenly it's like just the caddies just come rolling in as fast as they can cannonballs into the pool they completely overtake the thing that they ignore the lifeguard eventually they like knock over his tower it's like there's no rules it's like one of those you know those festivals in um you hear about them in like medieval times or maybe some places have them today where it's like oh like the, a, the, like a carnival where it's like yeah. the, the king has to be a, a bum and the and, and like all the priests have sex and like um every all the yeah. rules yeah, are yeah, it's yeah, opposite yeah. And, day and all that yeah it's opposite day like the yeah. serfs get to do whatever they want and the ruling class has to like act like a surf or whatever um yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's this weird ballet scene in the like water ballet scene in the middle that's like totally yes. takes takes you out of it that like is, oh like a busby you know, berkeley and, number yeah Exactly. Um, and then Judge Smale's wife arrives. She sees nudity and she like insists that everybody gets out. And then after the thing is over, because there's there's this contamination like fear, this baby Ruth bar that people think is a turd. Exactly. The next day, the pool is like drained and sterilized. Oh, you know about and like, empty, Bill Murray, pool, the, like empty pool politics? That ties in. That's yeah. in, d directly to what we're saying. It's go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So and the, it, the idea is like it used to be throughout America, there were a lot more public pools open to everybody. 
And what happened was, you know, because of uh, Civil Rights Act and for various reasons, people said uh, the federal government says, look, if you're going to have this pool and, you know, you're going to use any federal money or whatnot, you know, you have the pool has to be open to white and black people. You can't have a segregated pool. So they're like, OK, we're just we're going to drain the pool. We're not going to have a pool then. You know, pool is not open to the public any longer. Because to the people making those decisions, uh, a woman wrote this book about this subject just recently. But it, it's it's like a metaphor for a lot of things in American life, where it's like the if something is going to be shared for, by all people, then it's it's better just to not have it. Yeah. And so you impoverish everybody. You cut off your nose to spite your face type stuff, which is kind of what she does here. You know, yeah. when she drains the pool, literally. That's a bummer, um, but not surprising. Yeah, sorry to bring that up. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, well, I I love that scene. Like the whole thing is is great. There's so many different parts. The the nice girl yeah. that gets kind of getting picked on, and she tries to share her candy bar, and it gets thrown in the pool. And then the guard, which I didn't even realize um, until the last time I saw it, that he's shaving his legs when they show up, which is oh, really cool. strange. And one leg has shaving cream on it until they dump him into the pool. Um, unless I'm getting this totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what my eyes were seeing. Where it's like that makes sense. He's probably on? a swimmer. Like he's probably a, yeah. Swimmers do that. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just but like it's a weird dick right away. But Spalding's in there too. Like yeah. they're still also sharing it with the snobs because he's the one who you know yeah. has the the duty. What's up with the scene where Spalding is smoking weed with these guys? Oh, with the christening. What, what's Spalding the doing in that scene? I, that's the thing I didn't get. So I think that those guys that, including the hippie dude, I think that they're rich kids. Um, yeah. uh, and that is the scene where Spalding does say, um, this weed's good. I got, I got it from a Negro, which is kind of yeah. concerning, but, um, in general, in general, African-Americans are portrayed in pretty sympathetic light. You know, there's a couple things where you might be like, um, I'm like not what sure they about, say about that portrayal. Versus how, how they're portrayed. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of the yeah, things people yeah. say um, is not, is not good. Yes. Uh, but in general, it's, I, this, this, this movie's not going to lose too much, um, Based on race stuff, yeah, I think. we got another uh, movie on our list that gets knocked heavily. It got heavily knocked down for some, like, there's a blackface scene at the end, you know? It's like a movie that otherwise would have been a favorite. It, like, uh, it, you know, it gets knocked down quite a bit. But, Phil, that scene that you're talking about is interesting because in that movie, the upper class guys, um, the kids, are dressed down. They're smoking weed. Like, drugs are definitely a thing that goes across both classes, you know? Yeah, Especially yeah. for the, the younger generation. Um, but those kids are dressed down, including this guy who I think is a hippie. But I think he's also a rich kid because um, he's hanging out with Spalding at the beginning and also Lacey Underall knows the guy by name. Yeah. And, but Danny Noonan shows up and he's trying to impress. Like, he's he's upwardly mobile, kind of. Or, he's, you know, he wants to yeah, they're both to college cosplay. he wants to get this degree. Yeah. The, the occasion is the christening of this boat. And he's trying to impress Judge Smales. And so he's got, like, it looks like a captain. Yeah. Uh, and he gets made fun of by the rich kids. Uh, Spalding says ahoy polloi to him. Yeah, because they can do whatever they want. They And they can dress yeah. down. That's, that's actually the appropriate dress for that situation. But he doesn't know the elaborate codes exactly uh, and there's there's yeah. a lot of that in this movie especially around danny he's trained some with the, about the code stuff either by lacy underall or by uh ty webb to how to navigate that stuff a little bit you know challenge so your favorite part is the part like where rodney farts and then the face <laughs> he makes afterwards it's no Do you like it's while the he's face doing while, it. it's while he's farting but also the face he makes when he gets the band to start playing which is oh, pretty, I know which is about. shortly okay. afterwards so those, those me, two I parts like are when... my favorite few minutes when of the he, movie he, he turns any way you want it on on the radio yes. and, and that dance he yeah. does 
And I also like at the end when he says, "Yes, we're both hey. talking about dancing parts." Yes. When he says, "Hey, everybody, yeah. we're gonna get laid." Yeah. yeah <laughs> we're all gonna get laid. Basically, <laughs> everything he does in the movie is my favorite. There was a scene RJ had pointed yeah. out, and I noticed where he when he's with Wang in the store, and he's like, "I'll take you know twelve of these," yeah, yeah. Or, and then he says something about the hat, and then he looks over and Judge yeah. Snell's wearing it. He's what, like, "A free bowl of soup with this hat." Looks good on you though. <laughs> and makes this crazy yeah. face. It's just his faces are hilarious. He's he's one yeah. of those guys, I, he, and I do think Bill Murray is hilarious, and of course he's good looking. It's just in this movie, like he's literally talking out the side of his mouth the whole time, so it's not really the classic yeah. Bill Murray that I'm thinking of, where I'm thinking oh, when he's yeah. when he's especially handsome to me. So. Oh yeah, he's not playing like a leading man, but you see him yeah. when he's young, and and I've never, yeah. I always think of him as being like Bill Murray age. Which I guess is like, you know, uh, the AG is in, yeah. I don't know, Lost in Translation or something. And, sure. it's, and it's funny. It's weird to see him looking so youthful, you know, his face looking yeah. so youthful. And, and, and I realized, oh, he was a, he's a good looking guy. Ghostbusters, uh, one, he's like the handsome guy. And he's like the playboy of the group. So that, That's weird because to me, I guess the, I don't understand, like, I got wrong ideas of who's handsome. Because I always <laughs> think uh, that Ramus is the, you know, Egon is the, is the handsome guy in that crew. I think Egon is more classically handsome, but, yeah. but Bill Murray's got the charm. Like, yeah, and yeah. that goes a long way it goes a long way yeah. yeah you know rodney's wife when he died she wants to clone him like she has his dna and she was she was talking about how or his <laughs> widow i mean is determined to make him be the first human being to be cloned i think that's like that's a good choice when people <laughs> say it's like it's gonna be somebody why shouldn't it be rodney and then you wonder what if rodney was raised He'd be a clone. He'd be the first clone. Everyone would know who he was. He'd have a totally different life. Would he still be Rodney? Okay. I He'd think... probably be like in peak physical condition. What? You know, like he would have respect all his life. <laughs> I wonder like, I wonder what it, what he would be like. Like, I'm just really curious. I'd like, I'd like to see that happen. I Like write your congressman and tell him we got to have his Rodney clone. I can I say, I feel like that's a great first choice. It really is. But I feel like, I feel like Rodney Dangerfield's so amazing, but at Cemetery Rodney Dangerfield sounds horrific. And that's what I fear <laughs> with the cloning is like Pet Cemetery yeah. style. And that he would be like the scariest, <laughs> scariest version. Um, oh yeah, like in Natural Born Killers, his role yes. in that, where yes. where it's still Rodney, but it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah. which horrifying. is yeah, yeah, yeah. Genius casting, um, for the best part of that about that movie, I think. Rodney's pretty much the best part of everything he's ever done. Like, is there a movie Rodney's in where he's not the best thing in the movie? This movie's the closest because I think Ted, Rodney is the best in this movie, absolutely. But Ted Knight like delivers uh, low key, just as good of a performance as Rodney does, um, and also yeah. holds the movie together character wise. But um, I'm going to start wrapping this up. Oh, yeah. We've, got We've been long, talking a long uh, time. I just want Sorry. to say, to put a close on the um, the class theme in this movie, um, at the end, Danny, who's been like the upperly mobile guy, and, you know, the stakes are set for him by the rules of class dictated society, this golf game. And there's a cataclysm, which is caused by uh, Bill Murray, this agent of chaos, who's like kind of the low end of the class, like who makes everything blow up and whatnot, trying to get this, this gopher. Um, and it kind of, at least temporarily disrupts the societal structure uh, and like makes Noonan win. Like maybe he, maybe the ball wouldn't go in the hole unless Bill Murray had done this thing. Oh, it's pretty to, clear that the ball to, wouldn't like, have, set up right? these explosions. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of, there's a little bit of a revolution, I think at the end there. Uh, and then the final line of the movie, as Phil mentioned, is Rodney's character saying, Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. Um, <laughs> which, which like, 
It's funny that that line seems like it's it's either like sort of apropos to nothing, um, or it's like a philosophy, you know, like it's a way to go. I think go it was an ad. Life. It must have been an ad lib. Like he said, you know what would be a cool thing to say right now? <laughs> yeah. It's so. I feel like it's yeah. so disconnected. Like there's either something missing, or it's just like there was something that happened earlier in the movie that they cut yeah. out. But it's still it's still great. It doesn't need to be. I think the answer is both. It's both. So reading it from a class perspective, I see it like there's this great tension and there's this great like moment of like um, almost revolution in it. And then that's sort of the calming thing to like unite humanity uh, that Rodney says to everybody is like, listen, you know, like we're all going to get laid, you know, like eventually or in like in many ways we already all have like or or some of us have already and aren't going to. But like everybody's going to get laid, hopefully. Oh, I didn't think about it. It's a it's a hopeful, beautiful uh, a moment at the end of the movie and it's funny because yeah. we're about to and it reminds of our, our shared humanity yeah and it and it's also we have sex on our list already at number three and that and it's like you realize that's what he's saying i you know i never really thought about too much about it you, there there were two other scenes that were going to be that maybe they cut it out or something that came after that one is uh danny's at the airport and he's about to go to college and then instead he follows a girl to jamaica it's like about you don't really need to go to college or whatever and then there's another scene yeah. where um, Lacey Underall and Chevy Chase at the end it's like the end of Casablanca and they're like maybe uh, maybe we should get together we couldn't respect each other any less you know so like let's see what happens um, but they like for time they had to cut those scenes or it didn't really work and hey everybody let's get we're all gonna get laid like that that hit you know with test yeah. audiences like think, That's they think about that line delivered this way hey hey everybody we're all gonna get laid right <laughs> I, it's he's like saying we're all human beings like we're all alive yeah you know, yeah, like, don't worry about it. Like, there, chances are you're gonna get laid. Should other movies end that way? Like, I think every movie should end that way. Like, if Star Wars ended that way, or Pee Wee's Big Adventure, or something like that. Yeah, who would who in Star Wars would be the one to deliver that line? Like, let's say it's oh. the end of the first movie, and they've just had the like when they the, get those uh, medals. R two D two should yeah, say when they get the medals. Bounces <laughs> 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 around because nobody would understand him except Luke and and C three P. I guess other people understand him, but maybe that's wait, what he like, says at the end. I don't think they're... I don't think it would work for R two T two. Oh no. C-3PO could say, like, what's that, R2? Um, because the, the audience wouldn't oh. hear it because R2 doesn't get subtitles. That's a good call. Uh, and then, so somebody and then would have C-3PO to, like, says, what's translate that? it. What's that, R2? Everyone's going to get laid? Well, I suppose so. Yeah. The end. <laughs> uh, directed uh, by George and, Lucas. Although I enjoy that um, but, that's how the movie ends. I haven't thought more past, huh, and will not think more past that after we stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to rank this on the list, Sean? Yeah, we should. We should because we've uh, we've run pretty long. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, so Phil mentioned sex, which is at number three. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, what are the movies are on the high? list right now? So the ne- the first movie, and I want to look at the like the highest ranked movie is got to be The Matrix at thirty one. Is that right? Star Wars is at twenty three. But that's not just yeah, the movie. It's a, a bunch media of media franchise. So it's like all the movies yeah. and all the you know. Then yeah, that's your. The Truman Show is number forty three. That's a fantastic movie. It's okay. Um, Trading Places is number forty, um, and I think that yeah. would be better a better comparison for Caddyshack. Um, now Trading Places, Trading Places is the, so good. Now Trading Places would be higher on our list, except there's a particular scene towards the end uh-huh. where they're on the train, yeah. which kind of knocks it down a little bit. Uh, there's blackface it, in it. Uh, yeah, there's some blackface so, in that movie. So it's like that's what it would, all, that otherwise it would be mu- okay. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise it would be much higher, and I kind of think it might have been higher than Caddyshack, if not. Well, I don't know. Caddyshack has some moments that are boring to me. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I love the movie, but there are parts of the time when I was looking at my phone when it was like the gopher's doing something, right? 
Um, right, but those moments cute. are brief. Like, like yeah, no. the gopher is cute, and well, the gopher is the brief... one character that looks at the camera. Um, brief is on there. Brief's way, way, way too low, so we're, we're not going to even bring <laughs> okay. brief into it. Uh, okay. The so Matrix, the other movie... as I mentioned, is number thirty-one. The okay. Matrix is maybe is a contender for the best action movie of our time. I would say it's a contender. I'm not saying it is. It is that, and I would say Caddyshack, in my opinion, is maybe the best comedy movie made during my lifetime. Um, probably my favorite comedy made during my lifetime. I'm can't think of another one right now. It's to me, it's well, better than Trading Places. I, I would rather watch. I like something like I like Step Brothers quite a bit, for example. Okay. And it does some similar kind of things, but it's more like anthropological, I suppose, than mm-hmm. Caddyshack. What well, Caddyshack is too, it's, it's it's kind of similar in some ways. Um, I'm trying to think of things I enjoy more than Caddyshack that are on this list, like towards the top. And uh-huh. it's hard so because about, if this was my list, burritos would be higher than share. This is your list too. But except you, you can only change where Caddyshack goes right one now. Thing is, yeah, I know, I, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I can't. I don't know if I like Caddyshack better than burritos or not, but I. It's a really hard thing to compare, but when I'm trying to get into like Cher or Prince or Pee Wee Herman, like oh, to I see me, you're saying you would, yeah, Caddy because Shack because burritos would be between yeah. Cher and Prince. Ah, Everything else, yeah. I agree with this at the top. I'm not. It's it. I mean, that's it. I know it's good, but I'm you know I can't. Even, I got a suggestion. So Prince know. is number five. Cher's number seven. And Phil might not agree with this, but I'm not uh, against uh-huh. somewhere around there. I think when. F- Maybe Phil comments that would make it come a little bit lower, well, but maybe he can negotiate some on that. I think a comparison for it is Star Wars, the, the whole franchise, mm-hmm. because there yeah. are some things about Star Wars I'm not, I'm not crazy about, but all in all, I really enjoy it, right? And I like it. And Caddyshack is the same way. The, it has some of the highest highs, for example, uh, the look on Rodney's face, right? When he's, but it also has some like, like boring parts, and and it's like if something's going to go extremely high at the top, it has to. You know, it has to be consistent all the way through, which I think that, like, I, you can't really say this movie is. Um, I'm looking a little bit lower. Then. With that logic, comparable to that is Weird Al, who is also comedy um, and who, like, yeah. maybe everything he doesn't do isn't funny. Weird Al's at number 19. Yeah. Um, Near yeah. Burritos, which Shellen had mentioned. Um, and, I think, uh, so I kind of want to put it above Weird Al. I think Caddyshack should go above Weird Al now that you say that. I think it's fair to put to put it above Weird Al and below Burritos, which is a real staple food. And Shalyn just said she wants Caddyshack to go below Burritos. I have a weird question. Um, go ahead. Like every 80s movie, or not every 80s movie, but a lot of them that are these like kind of classic staples, but they're still, um, they're definitely not in the current times, right? There's a lot of, like mm-hmm. you said, there's some, you know... Um, inappropriate jokes there's, there's some, a, yeah. you're talking a, about like the revenge of the nerds problem huge lack of diversity right in the film yeah, yeah. like right yeah totally does totally. that like hurt the ranking i think so a little bit yeah i guess you got to take everything into account like i totally get knocking trading places because of but those parts just, but i mean do i do I, we I consider say, that with all movies that you know come from decades where they're totally lacking i would say like representation uh, I, I think that it mm-hmm. that does matter to some degree well i would say uh, like yeah. yeah imagine imagine we had the same movie but uh the character wang had like more of an interior life what if he had a few jokes what if he got to say yeah. some funny things? Or what if he got, you know, maybe there's a version on the cutting room floor where he has some stuff to say. Well, like, you I know, f- that guy might. Yeah. I feel like they're trying to portray him stereotypically, but not necessarily offensively. But they're portraying him just stereotypically. Yeah. He doesn't have anything he's after that. Yeah. He's a prop. So. Yeah. The, the, yeah. And he is the Asian guy that, like, takes pictures of things takes pictures of everything yeah. but like they could have also there might be a version on the cutting room floor where he is treated like long duck dong in a movie that came also from yeah. the 80s right. yeah, I, so, so I, and I think saying, i think but, on average this movie does pretty good especially yeah, but, but uh, there's no it's, it's all white characters era. it's about a white world yes. yeah yeah that's true right it's and, like, maybe and, it's not maybe there are things the that are horribly offensive are but it's token. also 
Yeah. Total, you know, 98%. Um, or it's white. like the guy, his boat gets run over and he bugs his eyes out. Yeah. That knocks it, it a little bit. Think it not as it, much but... as blackface does. But the point that you're making, Shallon, is what allows me to put it like not in the top 10. Yes. To, to put it closer to where Phil's thinking, um, which I, I would be fine with putting it below burritos, at, uh, making it the new number 19 if you guys yeah. can do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's good with me. So, Caddyshack, the movie, uh, is added to the list at number 19, moving Weird Al Yankovic to number 20. uh, And we finished that. uh, And do you have time to uh, rank one more thing? Okay, we'll take a break and come back and do that then. Welcome back from the break. We're going to rank one more topic today. Yeah, this is brought to us by Beth Green. The subject of the Fast and Furious movies. Family. Damn it. It's, fa- it's not family. It's families is what Beth submitted. Oh. I should have started talking first. I was going to say, as a great man once said, what's real is family. <laughs> um, or you don't turn your back on family. So we're not talking about family. Um, we're talking about families. Yeah, but family is a singular families. Uh, that was my Vin Diesel impression, by the yeah. way. Uh, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know how he says it. Uh, so families. Family. Well, let's get it straight. I need to know if I'm thinking about families, families or family. It'll, it'll depend where we rank it's it. It's the same concept. Tell me which one. More we're or less. It's families. That's families. The way okay. Your wife, Beth. Families are groups of people that usually are related to each other by blood, but yeah. not always. There are found families, like the X Men mm-hmm. or your friends. Same thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> and you have your biological families. And oh, and also when you Extended classify families. animals, they're in a kingdom, a phylum, an order, a class. Yeah, we're of not. Family. That's capital F family, I think. So we're not talking about that. Okay. We're not talking about uh, do you like families, Sean? I do. I love families. I love all different kinds of families. I both am intrigued by the Fast and Furious family. Um, <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. <laughs> which, if that's or, a whole different conversation. Um, but I, I really love, you know, the concept of being lucky enough if you have close friends that feel like family or, you know, your chosen family. Uh, I'm a big yeah, fan yeah. all the way around. I just, I grew up with a very complex family that... Um, whenever I explain it to friends, they, A, their, you know, their eyes kind of glaze over, but they also don't understand like how it works. And so I've always been kind of intrigued by the uniqueness of my own family. Will you explain th- that to us? I know at risk of having, um, uh, the listener's eyes glaze over, I suppose. <laughs> let's, let's, let's put it well, to sure. the test. But also I, I enjoy like meeting my friend's family. Sometimes I like spending time with their family more than they like spending time with their family. Some, I always find sometimes... family dynamics um, intriguing. And, and usually, you know, when you're with your friend's family, you're getting the best version of them. You're not getting the like any right. kind yeah. of So they're stuff, all good but... behavior. Yeah, yeah, they're in good behavior. So yeah. I tend to like it, but um, I know it doesn't mean that's everything. Um, my family, I have, uh, my dad was married four times. He had children in his first three marriages. And then his fourth wife, he was married to till he passed, but she already had three kids. And I'm a result of his third marriage. So when I was a baby is when my parents split up. He married my stepmom. So I've always had this reality of basically five sisters and two brothers from three other families besides my own. And so I have a lot of half, a lot of step. I think that's the best way I could do it without getting too. Oh, and like too that's particular. almost like a, a clan. <laughs> and like not, not yeah. some, some of C, them are related you know? to each other yes. by blood, and some aren't. Yeah. So it's we like have half, have... we have step. Yeah. All the four wives are still alive. They all like each other and keep in touch with each other. Not that wasn't always the case, but as I got into oh. an adult, that became the case. So very unique situation. And of course, my, my eldest sister is in her sixties. I'm in my forties, and so we have big gaps oh, yeah. um, and lots of lots of kids in between so i'm mostly the age of my you know some of my nieces and nephews but it's been interesting yeah you said you're from the third marriage i'm from the third marriage but i'm the youngest so i'm the baby youngest overall yeah okay so i imagine for some of the um 
older siblings that there might even be ex-step siblings? There are not because there was okay. never a case where there was step siblings okay. that came like in I've, and back out. I've got some ex-step siblings that like where my dad wasn't even married to yeah. that woman, but like it was somebody that I considered a, a step sibling. Yeah. Mine doesn't sound quite as yeah. complicated as yours, but I've got two half siblings that I've grown up with that I don't, I never call them my half brother, half sister. I've got another half sibling, yep. a half sister who I don't call my half sister either. I call her my sister, but I didn't grow up with her. And then like my brother's got another half sister that he actually has never met. Yeah. So it's like, honestly, these days, I, I don't think it's that uncommon for Americans. Yeah. I think, you know, Phil, you have sort yeah, of yeah, similar I got half sisters step. And, and, and yeah. they have kids and I got like step cousins or step nephews or something mm -hmm. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I have like, my mother's married to a guy who has his own kids. And so like, are we related to them? Because we don't go visit my mom, when his grandkids are there, it would be too chaotic. So yeah. I know they yeah. exist, but they're like in a parallel universe from my sister and I. We don't ever see them, yeah. but I know that they're there and they visit and they have. But, Two of my um, half-siblings and my step-siblings, they both have step-siblings too. So like those kids actually have more siblings than just the eight of us Yeah. in their lives, but we don't. Yeah, it's interesting. If we could arise fully formed with no family, <laughs> mm -hmm. would that be bad? Would that be good? We'd create family for ourselves because... Tribes, right? Yeah. Tribes or whatever. Like, I mean, that's another word for it. Or just community. Mm -hmm. My definition of family, like I do have a very large, uh, on my mom's side, very large blood-related family where I know my second cousins and I think I have like third cousins that I know and, and shit like that. They happen to all be more or less from the same small town, Ukiah, which is a town me and Phil are from. But um, to me, family is like almost inseparable from community because I also have close friends such as Phil um, who I've known longer than I've, or as long as I've known a lot of family members, depending on when the family member was born, who we act like a family in many ways. How do we rank it if it's hard to untangle it from anything else, right? If it means all community and all kinship, that's really important. That's a big deal. Yeah, um, it's true. It's, and it will be hard to rank. There's some negative sides to it, to the idea, because I think we're ranking it as an idea. I don't think it's strictly genetic or blood related. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, one yeah. negative that I will say about it is a lot of people use it as an excuse to do bad things or what I think of as bad things. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, the reason that I don't want to pay taxes is because I need to look out for my family um, and my You draw this alone. immediate small circle around you and your immediate yep. family. Or even like your larger family. It makes you forget but, that yeah. in a larger sense, you're part of a community of the whole human race. Yeah. By having a smaller network that you call family it like prioritizes them over other people the people immediately close to you that makes sense yeah, yeah. but what about also you know i know people who are from like abusive families yeah. yeah like family can be something that enables some really awful people you know like creepy yeah. uncles or whatnot yeah. where being family gives them access to people to hurt and like in many cases to not be punished for doing terrible things because they're family and they need to look out for there's some sense of obligation yeah, or something yeah, yeah. around them being a family member because of family shame and stuff like yeah. that yeah, yeah, I, get, yeah. I mean, there's so, definitely as big and complicated as my family is actually on my mom's side. We don't speak to any of her family because of a lot of history of abuse and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's a really negative thing. Because of these things, like to me in general, family is kind of a wash uh, yeah. because the negative stuff we just said in terms of like where I would put it on the list. Yeah, like I love my own family, sure. And I like other people's family. Fine, that's great. But you're right. It's, it's hard to say that it's like really good or bad out in the world. Yeah. That family yeah. exists. My personal experience of it is, you know, been generally good, but as a concept, it becomes kind of a wash to me. Do you guys, are you prepared to look at the list already? Yeah. I am. If, That's um, a really good point. So let's try to too. find. I feel like you just see it from your own perspective, but it, even if I start branching out and seeing it as a bigger picture, um, even from parts of my life, it's like, oh yeah, it's not, I, I tend to think of it as like this positive thing, but it's very, uh, generally, flat. we always usually consider one point and then 
stop thinking. Like once yeah. we get to one, <laughs> we, once we get to yeah. one interesting uh, idea about it, then we stop digging deeper. Or yeah, you know, we, we got a rank. So, so I just feel grateful. There's a lot at... of critical thinkers in my life for when I fail to do so. <laughs> so. Uh, man, we, um, we're scratching the surface though. Uh, I'm gonna start by looking at ideas towards the middle of the list. I mean, we've got brief. You wanted to try that one earlier, Phil. Yeah. Uh, what number is brief at? Brief is number eighty-eight, near the middle of the list. Yeah, because brief things are. Oh, you know, here's something the, at ninety-two, just. Below it is the sea. Oh. And that is something that is like... It's like the family is like the ocean we swim in. And yeah. one fish that said to the other fish, oh, the yeah. water's cold. And the other fish said, what's water? Think ah. about it, bro. Yeah. And it's a big idea yeah. that has its... Like, it could kill you. Yeah. You know, literally. It has its positives and negatives. And it's hard to just put your head around it because it's so... Yeah. Uh, it's cold, so too. big. But there's <laughs> yeah. so many other things. Like, I mean, land, if you're talking about the sea, land, land is 62. Yeah. But you also have jorts and jiggings in the 70s. Does well, families go similar. below that? Or do I just not even consider it? Well, jorts are something that are around you all the time. They're always on you. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're constantly jort clad, but you don't even think about it. But no, jorts aren't for everybody. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. What about something like... Um, Squirts. Uh, uh, this is going to be a tough one. I'm trying to come up with some kind of connection. I'm going to try to latch as close to the sea as I can, just because the sea mm -hmm. is one that was is difficult for me to like conceptualize anyways, mm -hmm. and for me to rank. And again, like it has its negatives and positives. And it's a really big topic. So do you um, want it above the sea or below the sea? I like it right between crows uh, and the sea because crows are awesome. Crows are pretty oh, awesome. Shit. <laughs> I had a crow in my dream the other night and I don't remember what he oh. told me. And so like, I'm, I'm really upset by this because I have to figure out what the crow either told me or was trying to tell me <laughs> no. in my dream. Um, you know, crows, yeah, crows are families too. Like usually when you see crows, yeah. they raise a kid together. So you'll see. Oh, crows are awesome. I'm going to say we put in families right below crows if you guys. Sure. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So families, the idea goes in at number 92 moving the C to number 93 and then we rank both of our things uh, which is great yeah if you ever do come back to discussing the family concept in fast and furious the franchise specifically i'm down for that yeah. discussion okay cool we took that into account though i liked it yeah if there was no family there would be no fast and furious yeah i mean if there was no family there'd be no family values tour i suppose uh, which i don't know if that's good or bad oh yeah good um, point or there'd be like no family values platform of the 90s Republican okay. Party. <laughs> so um, Thanks for having me. I have nothing to plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. I don't have anything to plug either um, other than next episode, I suppose, uh, which will be um, the one following <laughs> this one. Uh, Phil, you want to take us out? Thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Go to everydamthing.net for the updated list and show notes. If you have something that you'd like us to add to the list of everything or anything you want to say to us at all, you can email it to us at list at everydamthing.net. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you can suggest topics there as well. Subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen. Our theme is by Jade Puget. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it on your platform of choice. If you send us a screenshot of a good five-star review and tell us what item you would like uh, moved to the top of the submissions queue, uh, we can do that. You can jump the line. Um, also, if you want to support the show in general, just recommend it to a friend. Uh, that's the best thing you can do uh, to support us. Um, and again, Shalyn, thanks for coming. We hope to have you back again sometime. We could talk about Fast and Furious. We could talk about uh, Overboard or, you know, any other old thing. Do you guys not have Big Lebowski on the list? Um, that is, that no, is not yet, but um, we can add it if you want us yeah. to. Yeah, we'll put it okay. on there. That's another way to submit guests or listeners. If you happen to be a guest on the show and you want to submit a, a topic by telling us to rank it while you're on the show. That's one way to do it, too. Not as easy as the other way, though. Um, do we have anything to say when we sign off? Phil, do you? Ranks for everything. Nice. Ranks uh, for bringing that up. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>